Alrighty, welcome to Popping Culture with uh, me, Randy Molina, your host, and one of my best friends and your forever, my forever co-host. Say your name, buddy. Hudson Wilbur. Alrighty, so uh, this is Popping Culture, and we are going to be talking about everything from the arts to video games to movies to what else, Hudson? What did you say? TV shows. TV shows, yeah, and you know politics, everything really to do with entertainment. And so we are so excited to be doing this journey with you guys. Uh, so just sit back, grab some popcorn, and uh, we'll get right into it. Um, yep. So we are just here, uh, over here at the, you know, popping uh, culture place. Uh, we are just you know, having some uh, good times trying to, you know, be able to talk to you guys, trying to, you know, everything is just going to be, you know, not too hectic and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, we're, we are so excited about this. So, um, we will see you in the next segment. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Poppin' Culture. Right now, me and Randy are just gonna kind of talk about our favorite interests so that you can get to know us better. And we're gonna talk about our favorite movies, TV shows, video games, etc. So, Randy, you take the lead. Alrighty, um, I'm just gonna start off with my favorite uh, movies. First of all, I really love, um, I really like, uh, let's see, oh, uh, Die Hard is one of my favorite movies. I really enjoy that movie. Uh, I loved WandaVision and The Mandalorian. Those were, those were so great. Uh, most of the Marvel movies, not many DC movies. The only DC movie I like is Shazam, mostly because it's funny comedy and the fact that they put in a Queen song. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my favorite video games consist of um, Onward, which is a VR military thing. Um, I also enjoy uh, playing Far Cry 5 and um, uh, what else? Oh, uh, I do enjoy some and not much, but a little bit of Fortnite here and there. And so those are kind of my favorite things. Uh, some of my favorite shows consist of The Office, obviously. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Superstore, uh, Community, all those kinds of, like, sitcom shows. I love those. And so, yeah, uh, Hudson, you take it away. All right, so my favorite movie is, my top three, Sound to the Lambs, second one, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yes! Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is kind of like a horror-slash-comedy one. It's really good. Uh... And then, honestly, I think for number three, it's Back to the Future Part 1. Yes, I I think Back to the Future Part 2 is better. Uh, If you guys want to leave a voice comment, you can do that through the Anchor, uh, through, like, uh, any uh, website that is Anchor. And uh, comment, would you rather watch Back to the Future 1 or 2? Comment that on the Future 1. It's not one. Don't comment one. Otherwise, I will end this podcast. Anyway, so, um, uh, yeah. So, Hudson, how about TV shows? Uh, TV shows, I like The Office. Yes. Definitely my number one show. Shit's Creek is number two. All right. And then number three, I'd say, is The Good Place. Yes, The Good Place. Uh, you guys should watch it on Netflix, and they have all four seasons. Very, uh, very good show. I and then for games, I like Far Cry Five. Um, I like Onward, which it, yeah, two already two 
favorite video game shared between us. And then, uh, I also honestly I don't really know what I would pick for number three. I'm not sure. Oh, oh, for number three. I think I would actually pick Undertale. Undertale. That is a very interesting choice. Yes. All right. Um, uh, my friend, I had a friend named um Maya. You met her back at Royal Oaks. Why? Yeah, Maya. Maya. She she was like a big Undertale. She loved. Yeah, it. I went to my cousin's house and he said uh, I was looking through his PC games and he said Undertale's good and I played. It. I was like, oh my god, this game is fantastic. And then I got back to my house and it's a PC only game, so I downloaded it on my dad's PC and it is really really good. I just got past like one really hard uh, boss boss battle. Okay, so is it a so it's a battling game? I thought it was more of like a you pick kind of like a choices game type thing. It's not so much a battling game. It's an adventure is like the main thing, and there's two different routes. The like the evil route where you like when you get into a fight with anything, everything you kill it, or there's a uh, another route where you can spare everything, and then that's another route. And I pick to spare because then you won't have to have a. If you pick the other route, then you're gonna have a really hard boss fight at the end. So it's kind of adventure. So that's the main thing that's focusing on adventure. Uh, I'm hearing like a rain sound coming from your end. Do you know what that is? I'm hearing that as well. Strange. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, those are some of our favorite stuff. Um, comment down below some of your favorite stuff, especially in like the voice stuff, because I listen to that stuff, and uh, it'd be so great if you did. Uh, follow us on Spotify. That's where this is going to, and uh. Thank you so much for listening to our little uh, in- get to know you segment. We'll be coming right back at you in a few seconds. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Pop and Culture, where we are going to talk about um, our next favorite thing that we both mentioned in our top 10 lists of or our top like show lists. The Office. If you have not watched I The can't. Office, pause this podcast and watch all nine seasons. Otherwise, this won't make any sense. It may take you a little bit, but it's worth it. It, it, yeah, the first season I didn't really like that much because, um, again, pause if you don't want spoilers or anything, or just fast forward to our next segment. You should be able to find it. Anyway, uh, be warned, there are spoilers ahead. Alrighty, so um, I do think that um, the first season wasn't that great because Michael Scott was this um, guy who they purposely made feel a little bit overweight because they gave him a double chin. Um, and they just, they gave him, like, slick back, kind of greasy hair, you know, just like your classic, you know, not that great of a guy type thing. Um, I mean, for some people, for some people, that's a pretty good look. Like, I know my dad kind of goes for that slicked back hair look, and that looks really good, and he's not, like, mean or anything. But Michael Scott just portrayed this kind of guy that, like, for example, he tried to amuse people by walking into the room, trying to ch- cheer them up and make them happy by taking a comb, putting it up to his nose and saying i'm hitler so yeah that's when you know that he's just not a great guy and his jokes his jokes never really land well and you know he was just he was always kind of he was just not not cool in the first season to me what do you what do you think i kind of feel the same way the first season wasn't that good i think when it really got good at season three honestly I think it started getting good after, like, we saw the Dundies episode in season two, which was literally the first episode. But they, NBC, didn't really like the first episode themselves. Actually, the entire broadcasting company didn't like it. 
the first season. And so what they decided was they had to revamp Michael Scott into this kind of nice, fun-loving character who, while his jokes still don't land, he's a better person. And he's not—he's still not a great person. Take, for example, the Dunny's episode when he does his ping voice. It is one of oh, the God. most offensive things I will, I've seen in TV. I've seen a lot worse stuff, but that is still very... Um, it's funny, but it's very extremely racist. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. I mean, that just kind of goes to show, like, Michael Scott changed, but he hasn't changed to the point where he's, like, a really, really good person now. Um, so that, that's, that's what I found interesting, is that they decided to keep him as, like, not a race person, but he's also not nearly as bad as he was in season one. So anything yeah. you want to say? Um, honestly... Now that I realize it, almost like a, a good chunk, at least like uh, 25, 50% of Michael Scott's jokes are extremely offensive. Yeah, I mean, I literally just said that he pretended to be Hitler for a second. Like, come yeah. on, guy. He makes so many, like, and again, this is a show that's targeted towards even this podcast is. So many. Either sexist, sexual. I mean, for example, that's what she said. I say it constantly, but that doesn't mean that it's not exact. It's not like wrong. It's definitely a pretty messed up joke. But I mean, it's his sexism and it's his, you know, racism that he puts in his jokes. His edginess to his jokes is a better way to put it. And that just that that doesn't really fly with the rest of the office. And so, I mean, that's that's just kind of Michael Scott's character all along. Um, I know, I know, it doesn't sound good to say this, but I feel like if Michael wasn't so edgy or like kind of mean sometimes, he wouldn't really be that good of a character. Yes, and I, yeah, for sure. Like people wouldn't, people would kind of get bored of Michael Scott if he wasn't the character he is. And he turns out he gets to be a great character later on in the show. He, I mean, he's still not amazing, but like. As we see in the finale, he has had kids with Holly. He is happy in Colorado. He has two phones with two separate plans just for pictures of his kids. It's insane. And so yeah. he, he turns out to be a really great guy at that point. And that's one of the more heartwarming moments of the show. And I think we should get to this, but him and Toby's relationship. Oh, Toby. I, a little detail I noticed on Peacock when I was um, checking out the office is if you go to Clips, it will. There's compilations like Best of Daryl, Best of Angela, Best of Dwight, Best of Jim. Um, Toby's is Worst of Toby. Worst yeah, of- I saw that. I in the uh, Office YouTube channel, there they have those, and there is a Worst of Toby. I know it's it's hilarious, and I thought just like that. Just to, pay attention to that detail. Or um, do you, does anybody remember the Bacon episode where um? Michael uh, puts his foot on a George Foreman grill on accident when he wakes up. Well, um, Dwight gets a concussion in that episode. And so, uh, as that happens, um, we see... Oh, what was I going to say? I, I kind of forgot. But, uh... Oh, I'll, I'll think about it, but... Um, yeah, so, like, we, we kind of see, like, Toby throughout the show not be that cool of a guy. Like, um, he has a crush on Pam, and Pam, te- what, uh, according to, like, the, uh, carnival episode where they bring a carnival into the parking lot for Toby's goodbye, 
um, in a short little, like, uh, talking head, they say, uh, Pam says, I always thought Toby was kind of cute. And as we all know, Toby had a crush on Pam. Uh, or, yeah, Toby has a crush on Pam, because throughout the show, he has. And so that's, that's, that's interesting. They kind of, like, show these little tidbits of Toby. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... What do you think? Karen, I have a, I have a easy question for you. Who, who do you think, who is your favorite office character out of all of them? I, I've thought about this for a very, very it, long it time. Does, it doesn't need to be just like the main cast. It can be anybody who shows up, even if they only show up for like a, a one episode or something. I do know who it is, though. It is Dwight. Dwight is my favorite character. Because you know what I noticed? There's always a Dwight in every single show I've watched. There is a Dwight in Superstore, who, if you have seen Superstore, is Dina. Dina is the Dwight of that. Um, for, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, for um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think that it's either Rosa or... Yeah, I think it's Rosa, who is kind of like the uh, Dwight of the group. Um, you know, it's just, it's interesting to see that Dwight's character is through so many shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Hudson, do you have any, like, favorite uh, office characters? Um, honestly, I just, uh, honestly, I like Toby. You like Toby? Because, yeah, it's weird to think, but some, uh, some, Toby, it's just so funny when Toby, I mean, uh, when Michael rips on Toby. It's so if Toby's so messed up no matter what, like uh, when um, Toby is gonna leave, Holly has to give him a final like, you know, uh, thing or something like that, like a small like interview thing or I don't know what it was, but Dwight or Michael buys him a gift or gets him a gift from some random park I'm gonna assume, and Dwight is forced to wrap it and what is inside is a rock and it has a posted note saying "suck on this." Yeah, that. It's a horrifying moment of just, like, Michael, you did that in front of Holly. Holly is your crush. You love Holly. And you did that right in front of her. And now that sucks. And now you're blaming it on other people. And so, like, that's one of the cringy moments where, like, it's just, you know, God, Toby's just, like, Toby is trying to be nice to Michael. Toby is trying to be the good guy in the office. And then... Toby is always trying to be nice to Michael, but... Michael is just always hating Toby. Yes, yes. You know what? I I found a I I figured out something. In the episode called The Merger in season three, when all the people from Stamford come over to uh Dunder Mifflin, which most of them don't stay long, but when they all do, they show um when Tony Gardner, the big guy, gets fired, um uh for you know, or he tries to quit, and then Michael fires him. Michael only fired him because he, uh, because Michael said, uh, was because of Toby, was because of Toby. No, Tony Gardner says, no, Toby has been nice, he has helped me, he has been very kind, and that is the exact moment when Michael fires him. So uh, the thing I've wondered is, is it because he said that Toby is nice, and that kind of just set him over the edge, you know? Now that I think of it, I think that may be the reason why he fired him because he said it was because he was trying to quit. He's like, oh, we can't have quitters here. But he hates Toby so much to the point where I think that could be the reason that he fired him. 
And the other cringy thing I've seen, and I'm sorry that we're running into the 10 minute moments of like this. And I'm sorry that we've spent 10 minutes talking about The Office, but um, on the beach episode, again, also in season three, um, after the merger episode, it, I believe it was one of the last episodes of the season. Um, they do say uh, that Michael does not allow Toby to be on the uh, trip to the beach. And I'm sorry, Hudson, that I'm kind of being the main voice of this, but I, there's one fact that I don't think many people have seen. But in a deleted scene of the Booze Cruise episode, yes, you heard me right, the Booze Cruise episode, there's a deleted scene where Toby is late to the Booze Cruise, and he says, I shouldn't have, I guess I shouldn't have had dinner, but he smiles at the camera like he intended to do it. And I think that he intended to do it because he knew that Michael would kind of just not be cool with it being there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Also, do you think Toby may have skipped it so that he could go out to be Scranton Strangler? Yeah. Oh, I think, oh, Toby is that 100% a Scranton Strangler, and I have some proof. Okay. In the, epi- in the episode where there's the cop chase in the beginning, Toby isn't there. Toby's phone starts ringing at his office, and, yeah, Toby isn't there. And in a later episode, you see, because they're watching the uh, cop chase to the new, in, in a later episode... You see that the car and the cop chase is the exact same car that Toby drives, exact same see, color, exact same on. model. I have the I have a counter for that though. See, here's the thing: um, the set only had a number of extra cars that they could use. So I think, and I saw this in a video too, but I think that that scene was just they put in another. They just put in their extra car, just as like kind of to fill up the park. That's what I think. But maybe, maybe there's a chance that that's why. Or this theory is that either Dwight, because Dwight is kind of he he's martial artist. He he likes to hunt. He kills stuff. So he kills animals. So he also he does about um snapping chicken necks a lot. Yeah, he says I had to put down like seventy six dogs on my own or something like that. Yeah. Um, at the at the uh at the uh, crap. Oh. The he was volunteering or something like that. He was like volunteering there, um, so that's insane. Uh, so I, but the only thing is, Dwight loves the law, and even mentioned this mentions this in the episode where he is the uh, owner of the building, and they put up the giant bug poster in the middle of the building, and Pam doesn't like that, so she gets him to take it down. He says, "I love the law. We broken the law about like giving the employees good like." a good office space with, like, non-watered down soap, uh, non-lights that are, you know, motion sensor, you know, that kind of thing. And so I thought that was uh, interesting. So I don't think Dwight could be a Scrain Strangler. Gabe could be a Scrain Strangler because of Aaron, but uh, no, because Gabe moves down to Scrain, so that theory is kind of gone. He moves down later. And also, um, oh, the killings start happening a lot. After Toby breaks his neck, and maybe he wants, and because everyone's such an such an a hole to him, maybe he wants. Okay. Uh, okay. What? Uh, nothing. Never mind. Go ahead. All right, and maybe because everybody is so mean to him, he like uh, wants everyone else to like feel pain or something, and because he broke his neck, they they would break. 
like he would break their neck because he would strangle them, you know? Yes, I understand that. Um, alrighty. Well, uh, you know what? I think this office uh, talk has gone a little bit over the time thing. So, um, yeah. yeah. 14 minutes and seven seconds. Yeah, we have been going for a while now. About 15 minutes. But, uh, I promise you we will deliver you some different content. I think we're going to talk about movies and maybe a little bit of politics later. Uh, I, we will see you guys in a few seconds because when we cut, it turns out that it's only like a second after we say it. And then it feels to us like 10 minutes, but to you guys it's really been one second. But we will see you in like one second. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And right now we're going to be talking about the amazing movie, 1917. It's going to be our next topic. And honestly... One of the big things about the movie that like amazes me is that it it's it looks like it's all filmed in one take. There's no cuts at all. It's not, but it's just incredible how they made it look like that. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, and I saw like an insider video and like how they did that. Like, do you remember the jump where he jumped? Oh, wait, hold on. I was gonna mention this. If you have not seen 1917, um. Spoiler. This is, what? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. But also, this is our last segment, because we're almost towards 25 minutes, and that's kind of our cap. So, um, if you haven't seen 1917, then this is kind of the end of the episode for you. But um, if you have, stick around, because, uh, yes, there's spoiler alert in progress. Now, so, 1917 was a very captivating film that won quite a few awards, I believe. Um, I can actually check how many... Uh, they won, but it it was supposed to be a good, incredible film that I saw actually twice. Uh, no, no, I didn't. But uh, in the bridge leap, when the guy leaps off the bridge into the water, um, he, they put boxes right underneath him, so there was only like two feet of a drop for him. But then they cut it, and then they showed him jumping into the water because they couldn't do one continuous take of that because that would be practically impossible. So, um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's incredible. Like, um, or do you remember when they go down to the general's office in like the trench? Yeah, I remember that. All right. So what they did was they made them go down to the office. And then once it got dark, as they were like in the hallway of the office, they cut that and then they moved them to another stage, which would allow them to be inside of an actual office set, which I thought was pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I remember when I first saw the movie, and I went to the, because we went to the movie theater, I was like, holy crap, this movie is amazing. Like, it's honestly, in my opinion, it's one of the best war movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, 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 you know, like, I mean, there are so many war movies out there, more than I can count. I mean, uh, there was Saving Private Ryan, there was, um, that's really the only one that comes to mind, but, um. You know, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Um, you know, even a ton of like the Call of Duty series mostly can mostly uh is World War Two games. Like their earlier games were all World War Two. It's it's crazy. And I just I really, really loved nineteen seventeen for all it was in the war movies. That, yeah, because mostly any anytime there's a war movie, it's about um World War Two. So I like to see one that's about uh World War One, you know? kind of unique to see so um the, some some of the awards because there's a lot of awards that they won but some of the awards that 1917 won were the academy award for best cinematography 
the BAFTA Award for Best Direction, the BAFTA Award for Best Film, the Golden Globe Award for Best Director, the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture. So those are a couple. The Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, uh, Best wow. Sound Mixing, Outstanding British Film, just all of those. And that's incredible because I don't, you know, I don't know how they can create such a film like this in, you know, the way that they did of a one-take film. Like, I've seen... I mean, Brett Howard will have to take to think of a film like this. That's just insane. Yeah, I mean, some of the high-tense scenes where, like, they're running through the ruins of a German town getting shot at, or the high-tense scene where he's running past the trenches and all the explosions are going on, or even the high-tense scene when the pilots come and crash down right into that barn. You know, it's just, it's insane how they can film those all in a seeming one-take, but not quite. And I've seen, you, we've all seen, like, those one-take hallway action scenes before, but yeah. those are nothing compared to this, you know? Yeah, those are just one scene. This whole movie, it's it's all, it all looks like it's one take. And it's it's difficult for our minds to comprehend how insane that is. And I just, I love that they were, they pulled this off, they created this great film, and they could have made this an entirely ginormous flop, but they didn't. They did very, very well with this. And, you know, it was just, uh, I don't know, I was skeptical of watching it at first, because I just didn't think I'd be that interested. But I eventually you- like, watched in theaters, I had some powdered, I had like some donuts and stuff. I grew them a mini donuts, and I really, really enjoyed the film. It, it was It was inspiring to me, you know? Yeah, I was kind of, like, skeptical about watching it, too, because usually I like, I mostly like Vietnam War movies and, and World War II movies, but, like, a movie about World War One, I, I don't know about that. But it yeah, was very yeah. good. Yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm glad I finally watched it in the end. You know, it, it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. It, it was a captivating movie that I thought I, I didn't think I would enjoy nearly as much as I did, and I'm just, I'm really glad I saw it. Um, you may be thinking it's it's it doesn't seem that hard to make it well it's hard to make a movie but you may not be thinking it's not that hard to make a movie that looks like it's all in one take but it's not but oh my god that is extremely hard to do and because they did it that's just amazing yeah it's it's again it's just breathtaking and the way that they shot it where it's like you know it's all like they're they're putting all of these explosions in one single take, and you just see this in like the explosion shot past the trenches. That was all in one take for sure. So I mean, normal movies would see like one shot from the front and then explosion, one shot from the back, one shot from the you know side. Wow. They decided to put all of the explosions in one scene with one take with one you know angle, and that that's crazy. That's just. So that's a different style of movie that I thought was so interesting. It's a style of movie you don't see too often. Like every, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like that where it's all one take. No, because that's a very unique movie. That is a movie that that's a like once in a lifetime incredible movie. And I do believe that like movies like that can continue to exist, and I think that industry will build up a little more considering the recent success of that movie. And speaking of other great World War II movies, and I'm sorry that I'm moving off topic, but I really want to mention this. Um, another great World War II movie, which is more of a comedy, but it's also, it can get dark at some points, is Jojo Rabbit. 
Oh, uh, Jojo Rabbit's good. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit is definitely one of the best comedies I've seen ever. Like, I, I loved it. But then there were some of the dark moments. And I'm not really going to go into detail because some people haven't watched it here. And I'm uh, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I, I really we will speak of that movie in another episode. Maybe um, we are going to be releasing another episode tomorrow because we had so much fun making this one. So we're going to release another one tomorrow. And we yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do just an episode per week usually, but it's been really fun, so we're gonna do one tomorrow. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for watching or listening, really, and we love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for you know uh, supporting. I know I made a change in podcast, but I'm glad I did because it's a lot of fun to make a podcast with your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys so much. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye, everybody.